Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. Hey guys, Brian Haydad here, about to bring you uh, another installment of Thunder and Lightning, the Thunder and Lightning Catfish Tour. But before that, I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Robbie, Robbie's not here, so, so you know, be weird if Brupolo was in, you know what? It'd be weird if Brupolo was in Louisville. How about that, Robbie? What are you going to do about that? You're not even here. And I said Louisville. <laughs> you got nothing. Also, want to thank our sponsors over at uh, Strange Brew. I'm sorry, I said Strange Brew. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com, the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for. I saw yesterday, I tweeted out a link, state script coffee mugs, maroon and white available. Jackie Sherrill always said when you win the Egg Bowl, you get that, that coffee mug put on in. That, now's the time. Buy yourself a brand new state script coffee mug. Let the Rebel fans in your office know what's up. Let them know that you're the alpha dog in that office with a purchase of a great coffee mug from College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. It's a great place to go for lunch, for dinner, for brunch. And when I can get the best meal in town at the one place, well, that makes it the best restaurant in town. If you're going to head somewhere for lunch, if you want a blue plate, the best in town is at Restaurant Tyler. Fried catfish, fried chicken, hamburger steak, pork chops, or even, I'm telling you right now, guys, it's underrated. The chicken meatloaf. You're just going to have to trust me on this one, guys. Chicken meatloaf. You get that, a little mac and cheese, some butter beans. I mean, what do you want? What do you want? So check them out. Next time you're here in Starville, head over to for a great lunch to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you and open an account today. That lo- account, when you open it, is going to serve you for a long, long time. There's going to come a time in your life when you need to talk to somebody about a loan, and when that time comes, do you want to deal with a corporate bank? It's people you've never met, people who don't know you, they're just you're just a number, or do you want to talk to people who you have a relationship with and you've been talking to the whole time? Give Priority One Bank your business. You will not regret it. Again, PriorityOneBank.com is the website. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you live at Clarkson's General Store, Clarkson, Mississippi. This is our third stop on the Thunder and Lightning Summer Catfish Tour, brought to you by the good folks at Superior Catfish. We're starting off hot today. we got an All-American in the house, a Thorpe Award winner, an NFL player, and now a Mississippi High School football coach. MSU legend Jonathan Banks starting off the show here. This is how we like We should start every show. We I wish legend. we could. I wish really we had one. We, we, we need more. Need more What's going on, John? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me, man. This is your. This is Webster County is Jonathan Banks' territory. This is it. This is home. Um, you said what? Maven's about ten minutes from here. Maven's about ten minutes, but Webster County, it all is the same. So, so who more popular in Webster County, Jonathan Banks or Robbie Falk? Probably Robbie right now. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on where you go. Yeah. If you go to, if you go to Eupora, no. Yeah. If you're at East Webster, maybe. Are you aware that East Webster? That's home. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but they, they don't like him. At, is it Eupora? Uh, me and John, they're probably on the same wavelength. No. They, might like, they might not like him at Eupora. Those people at Eupora actually like me. Okay, he, well, then I'm, I'm the bad guy. You're the bad Well, I, I can live with that. You're the man <laughs> in the black hat. I can't believe that they've got Jonathan to wear red and blue. He's, he's at Heritage Academy. I know. It's That's crazy. Well, hey, the check call. So I had to- <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the check is green. All right? Yeah, the, money, the money with the check is green. Yes. Mississippi State. The one huge part of your life, obviously, four-year starter at Mississippi State, uh, played in huge games, played on great teams with great players. Is it possible for you to pick a moment? Is there a moment where you can say, that's my number one? Well, my my number one moment, obviously, would be picking up Tim Tebow twice. Yeah. But my biggest moment was my my son 
he was born my senior year, mm -hmm. the summer of my senior year, him coming to my first game. Mm -hmm. And um, we played South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I had a pick, mm -hmm. broke up a pass for another pick, had a great game. His first, first, first time ever coming to a game, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. That's really cool. So that was a big moment for me. Take me back to your freshman year. I remember it was kind of tough for you going from from two A one A football to to Mississippi State. I know you had some moments there where you felt like you wanted to go home. What, yep. what was it like transitioning from that to to the SEC, and then ultimately as a true freshman, you're playing. Man, it was hard. You know, I came in with little to no expectations to play as a freshman, and I got there. I was a little different. You know. We built a little different around here. I'm not bragging, but the West people in West Canada, we built a little bit. Yeah. So um, then my my, my um, expectations started to grow a little bit. Coach Mullen started to put a little bit more on me. It got hard, you know. I'm a freshman. I weigh 160 pounds. They asked me to go out here and go against guys that been with college, uh -huh. guys that's going to be first round, second round draft picks, and it was tough, you know. But I had a great family, had great people from this community, um, always reaching out to me, encouraging me. Um, God rest her soul against Jerry Tennant. She was one of them, you know. I'm still friends with her family, but my family and my old high school coaches, Coach Jimmy Carr and Coach Doug and all those guys, they just always stayed stayed by me till this day. I see them, it's like I'm still little Jonathan, even though I'm old with my old kids, mm -hmm. but they still keep – nobody ever called me Jonathan around here, but I'm still little Banks to them. And I always appreciate the people here. Um, support I had here. Um, even all my friends, a lot of my friends were old Miss people. But when I went to Mississippi State, it was Mississippi State people. Even when we play old Miss, they rooted for me. So I was always appreciative of people from West County. Had a really good support system. Coach Chew, what we know about him around here, Coach Doug, those are some great folks. So, What do you think about Mississippi State and the way they recruit the state of Mississippi? You know, it's all about those three-star kids that nobody else has offered, that you were one of them, turned into an All-American and a Thorpe Award winner. Is it a Mississippi State thing, or is it a Mississippi thing that we just have talent that people sleep on here in this state? And that's what I think it is. We just we got we have talent. We have a lot of talent. And I'm appreciative of Mississippi State for being able to recognize and notice and acknowledge that talent that nobody else noticed. Everybody wants the four or five-star guys. <laughs> I want those guys that wouldn't work out of the hayfield, go pick cotton in the summer. Go work on grand in granddaddy's on this building for building the farm or something. Mm -hmm. That was the type of guys I want. They know how to be men. They know how to work hard. What is it about that group that you know? If you go back to Mullen's first class in '09, that was a great class. But it, it's not that you know just that he got some good players. We're starting to see you guys kind of filter into leadership roles. Tobias as a head coach. You're you're moving towards that direction as, as well. Nick Griffin just became a head coach down in South Mississippi. I mean. Sam Williams is it Brandon? I mean, we're just seeing it across the board. Just a lot of leadership um, from you guys. But what is it about you guys that kind of brings that out of? Man, we was, you know, um, the most important person in a college football program is the spit coach. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know that. Yeah. Coach. They're gonna spend the most time with the guys. They're gonna be around the guys. And they gonna develop the body. We had the best leader I ever been around in my life, Matt Bates. He teach you how to be a grown man from day one. And I'm so appreciative of him. He changed my life for the good of the other. If anybody ever made an impact in my life, it was Matt Bayless. Hard work, know how to fight through adversity, know how to deal with stuff when times are hard, know how to handle, handle success. He taught us all that. And I, I have had some opportunities to be a head coach. I'm not ready for it, you know. Have a different lifestyle. And, you know, being a head coach, I have, have a super commitment. Yep. So I like being an assistant. Working for good people like Tobias, my, one of my best friends, college roommates. And just putting myself around good people. I've always had good people in my corner. People have my back. And that was one thing about growing up here in Webster County. Everybody took care of me. Yep. It really is something that, I mean, it's been, what, 2009? So we're talking about you know, 15, 16 years. And how many players from your era still talk about Matt Bayless mm -hmm. and, and, the, and the impact that he had? On them, it really is something. I mean, I remember Chad Bumpus. His Twitter handle used to be being Bayless made. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's something. And, and you're right. I, I think the strength coach is such an underrated part and of college football. Which is, yep. I think 
at one point in time, Coach Bailey was that assistant head coach. Yeah. Yeah, it was that important. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Tobias can vouch for it because Tobias would have been like a first-round draft pick. People don't know it. Mm-hmm. He has some injuries. Yeah. So, with those injuries, he spent a lot of time with Coach Bates. And I say he's probably one of the most influ- influential people I've ever had in my life besides my grandma. He was second. Wow. Second to my grandma. We had you on. We don't want to go too far down the road with this. We had you on for the Egg Bowl, and I think the yard I used was Electric Show. <laughs> Hearing your comments <laughs> was. on the Ole Miss. I don't, I don't want to go too far down the road with that, but you played in four Egg Bowls. You won three of them. Uh, the 2009 Egg Bowl is a game that always stands out to me because that, to me, is like the start of the turnaround for Mississippi State football. Going to that day, you know, State, you guys were 4-7. and seven. Ole Miss was 8-3. and three. They had just beaten LSU. They were riding a high, and then they come to Starkville. Just take us back through that day. And, and and some of the, the memories you have of it, man. They had some guys. They had D Mac. Had a really good quarterback. Had Shea Hodge. They had some guys on that team. Um, we wasn't supposed to be them, but like I said, we go back to Matt Bates. He put something in us that a whole lot of people didn't have. We was tough. We was more tough than them. We wanted them more than them. We could play harder than them. We just physically beat the hell out of them, you know. And that's what it was. Kind of moving towards where you are right now, and I know you mentioned that you've you got other things on your plate. I know you got the farm out there. You like to ride horses and things like that. Now you're at Heritage Academy. You've been at New Hope. You were at Starkville for, for a few months, I think, working with them. I mean, what made you want to transition into this coaching life a little bit? Well, <clears throat> like I said, I was raised by my grandma. And helping people, motivating Building leaders, I think that was instilled in me. I think God put me on this earth to do that. And I almost got out of coach, you know. And I set out a spring coach. And Tobias, one of my, one of my like I said, one of my best friends. We, before this job, we literally talked every day. Um, but I just think it's, it's my calling, you know. I got I could I know how to reach reach the kid and get the kids like nobody else does. Read I just keep it real with them, you know. And I've been at Heritage for three weeks, and like I said, I got a really good relationship with a lot of those kids. I thought it would be a lot different, but it's great. I love it. Both. I mean, I love New Hope. Love working over there. Had great boss over there. Matt Smith. I appreciate him for everything he's ever done for me, but. Being at Heritage for these three weeks, I've had so much fun getting to know everybody over there and getting to know know those kids. And I'm like a sponge, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, for kids just connect with me, and I connect with them. So I think it was my calling to go out and lead, help these young men try to achieve their goals and their dreams. You were kind of the start of a great run of defensive backs at Mississippi State going into the NFL. You and Darius Slay on the same team, obviously Will Redmond a few years later. And now you have this run with Cam Dantzler, Martin Emerson, and Emmanuel Forbes, a first-round pick. He's like, I see a lot of when – I, when I watched Forbes, I was like, he looks like a skinnier John Banks, which I never thought I could say, right, because you were skinny as you could be out there. <laughs> well, this, kid, this guy was skinnier than you. He was somehow. skinnier than me. But he found a way to, to, to get the job done. And, and, you know, you think about you know, Melvin Smith has been a great defensive backs coach from Tony Hughes, obviously, for a long time. Again, is it just the kind of athlete you can find in Mississippi? Because most of those kids that I just mentioned are Mississippi kids. Yeah, like I said, I mean, we're just we built different. We wanted a little bit more. I wasn't, I'm, I'm, I wasn't the most athletic guy on the team. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the fastest guy on the team. But I had the heart. I had that dog in me. I wanted to fight. I wanted a little bit more, you know. And like I said, we had some great DBs. Darius Slade may be the best athlete I ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Besides program, Darius Slade, number two behind him. He's, he, he's not from here, but he was around me enough. He's still one of my best friends. We talk every day. He's still one of my best friends to this day. And he was around me long enough where it rubbed off on him. He was a little different when he came. And we was around each other long enough, and he got that mentality to go on with his skill set, and now he's one of the best corners in the game. It really is crazy to me to follow his uh, his stretch, too. You know, he's, he signed with State, and nobody knew who he was. Goes to ICC, comes to Mississippi State, and – ends up becoming, you know, one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Then you have you. You come from a small-town Mississippi, not rated really highly. You become a Thorpe Award winner. It's crazy. Both of those guys were on the same team to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's still hard to believe. Yeah, I mean, that team, 
I don't think people realize from from ten to twelve how much NFL talent there was on on those two defenses. I could say honestly, no disrespect to any of our guys. To Bas can bounce for me, y'all can bounce for me. Yeah, really good. We had a good quarterback, but we was a quarterback away from being like a legit top five, top three and two. Yeah. And then had some bad luck too. In um, twenty thirteen, Tyler Russell went yeah. down with an injury. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's Dak wasn't quite Dak ready, wasn't but he got ready. you know was get exactly. kind of rising. Yeah. I mean, it just you're probably Dak was a bait. So yeah, yeah, and you could still developing. He was still developing. If Dak, we had Dak. See you, Dak. Yeah, See you, Dak. Maybe that's us playing in that championship. Yep. You know? So before I let you go, do you know that Fred Smoot called me and got in an argument with me because of you? Really? I'm going to tell this story. So we did a, a thing. Did you get a word in? I didn't get many. <laughs> so I did I did a thing for this. We, well, I worked for this podcast company, and we did the five greatest defensive backs in Mississippi State history. And I ranked you number one. And I ranked him number three. And he found out about it. And he blew me up on Twitter. He's like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. So I got him and I did an interview with him. He crushed me <laughs> for about 10 minutes. And I was just like, Fred, he's like, who did you have number two? I said, I had Walt Harris number two. It's like, Walt Harris, the first round pick. He was an NFL defensive player of the year. I was like, I got to give it to him. He's well, like, well, and he's like, Harris and Banks and I, the numbers. And he said, well, what about Banks? I was like, he won the Thorpe. <laughs> like that is that's the, the recognition of the best defensive back. I have to make him number one. You didn't win the Thorpe. He's like, Man, let me tell you, he just crushed me. <laughs> well, Fred is my guy. I know. If you if I'm gonna give you the top five corners to ever play at Mississippi State, do it right now. Yeah. No order. Mm-hmm. No order. No order. Jonathan Banks, mm-hmm. Gary Slade, Fred Smooth, Walt Harris, and Nathan mm-hmm. Forbes. Forbes. Yep. That's a heck of a. I'm not gonna argue much with you. Forbes, one of the best football players to ever play at Mississippi State. Yeah, I'll say that. Uh, he knows this, and I say it all the time. It's a wrestling term. I'm a mark for Emmanuel Forbes. Like I, I love Emmanuel. Ford. I, I love glad, I honestly was glad he left. I, that, I mean, I, I wish he would have had one more game. He might have done it. Hey, one more game. It was open. It's, it's so funny to hear former college players. I interviewed Aaron Murray the other day, and I was talking about Will Rogers. He's like, he's like, I want Will Rogers to have a great season, but not break my record. I was like, I don't think that's possible. He's like, well, it's, I, I don't know what to tell you. Well, me, my son, my my kids keep up with it. my son. Love football. Know everything about me. I never, I don't, I don't discuss it with him, but yeah. Forbes we was playing that last game. Forbes, I think he had, he ended with fourteen picks. Yeah, some and of them. He he said if he come back, he breaking that record. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like you don't be forgotten. Like, <laughs> <laughs> probably right. Well, but I try, I said, hey, the record's really not mine. I missed a pick. It should be mine. Mm-hmm. I can remember my last game at Mississippi State. Uh, well, it really wasn't my last game, but I dropped a pick against Middle Tennessee. I would have broke the record. Yeah. Just my heart. But, but Emmanuel Forbes, his game is different. Dude yeah. is – dude. He, he's, I, I was at least 190 when I was in college. Dude, yeah. 160. Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing college football. Yeah. Well, he, he, he was a great tackler, mm-hmm. could cover, was super fast, yeah. block kicks. I think I think that you're probably the most comparable to him because both of y'all had kind of that offensive mindset on mm-hmm. the side of the ball. Yep. Because you, I mean, Turn defense and all. You played you played both sides of the ball. You played everything at East yeah. Webster. So I mean, they kind of came natural to you. I feel like it did for him too. He could have played wide receiver at state. He could have. I, I still believe that. And I think they I tried they should have make him turn it. You know, you had you did the same thing with you. They wouldn't let you return until you well, you were a senior, so senior, and then you had the long punt return for a touchdown. And I was like, why didn't this guy been doing this for the last four years? Well, we had Ted Bumpus. Yeah. yeah, but Bumpus, I mean, yeah, he's not that great. Uh, Chad's really good with that Bumpus. <laughs> he's going to get you. He's going to get he's you. Gonna, now I'm going to get a phone call from Bumpus. Yeah, he may not never come on this show. <laughs> he may have missed it. Bumpus is my guy. He'll come on the show. Jonathan Banks, thanks so much for your time, man. Thank Appreciate you. Let's get, get some lunch in just a minute. Most definitely. Thank you. Man. Appreciate yeah. you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of Superior Catfish. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Fred Johnson, the president of Superior Catfish. I asked, what's your title? I'm the president. So I want you to make an executive order that uh, Robbie and I get free catfish whenever we want it. Well, we'll have to see about that. Okay. <laughs> you know what? That's, I'll check with my staff. That's good. Put them on the spot. Put them on the spot right here. That's how you do it. Yes. Well, you press record, then you put them on you the spot. You put them on the spot. You don't, you don't do it beforehand. Because oh, he's rude. Then, yeah. Yeah. Once, he's on, once we're recording, he's like, I gotta be, I'm the face of my company. I have to be a, a polite person. In reality, I want to tell these guys to get the heck out of here. <laughs> They're not getting anything free. In fact, hey, they hey, would charge them more. Where do you get free lunches? Huh? Can I go there, too? 
Well, I think well, I think Brent's picking up the tab today. Oh, so cool. that's, we, that's what we need to do is just tell him, hey, we're going to eat and you're paying. <laughs> hey, I can make that work. Superior Catfish, this is our third stop on the tour. You've been to all of them, and and, you, and I heard that behind the scenes you were like, when do I get to be on the show? Sorry, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> we heard you've just been dying. You've been to get on dying this show. to get on this show with us. Well, if that was true, then why wouldn't have I been on the first one? That's a good point. You're the president. You, you could have issued an executive <laughs> order exactly and said, right. I'm going to do that. This is your company, your family's company. And, and we've been talking about family at every stop and, 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 and what it means for Spirit Catfish. We talked to, to Brett, your brother, talked to Pam. Now we're going to talk to you. What is When I say family and Superior Catfish, what does that mean to you? Well, I think to me, my dad started raising catfish in 1985. And... It's been a family thing ever since. I was telling someone here, my dad said, I've got to learn to fry catfish when he started raising it. And uh, he's tweaked it, mm -hmm. and that's where I learned it. And that's family, when you pass on something you've learned to your children. And uh, that's what we're doing at Superior. Mm -hmm. I feel like what was started there as far as flavor criteria, quality, it's been passed on from one generation to the next. And I feel like that's what makes us special. Another thing, too, you mentioned to me the other day that you were working down on the floors, you were packaging catfish, delivering it. What's your story? How did you get to the to where you are now? And, I mean, obviously, every, every single one of y'all have been in this business for a long time means something to all y'all. I mean, just how big of a deal is this to you, and how important is it for you to be in this business? Well, that's a big question. Uh, in 1998, I needed a job i needed groceries i had a wife and two small children and uh at that time superior was paying the best wages in the community and uh so i went and applied for a job and thinking it'd be a three-month job just a stopping off place yeah and the first day they put me on the gut row <laughs> now do you guys know what the gut row is Please yeah we saw it we, we got to see it but for our listeners and our right. viewers tell us what the gut row well, is. that's where after the fish's head is cut off you stand there and you suck the guts out of it. I mean, this is crude talk, guys, but that's just what it was. Yeah. You don't start any lower. Yeah. You, you understand. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I eventually uh, was promoted to slit in the belly. That, that's, one, that's one step. This feels like the conversation <laughs> on coming to America is like, and then eventually you're cutting the heads off. And that's when the big bucks start rolling in. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just how it went. And uh, they were asking me on the way down today, what was... Thinking back, what well, was probably a red-letter day? I would say in my first year of employment there, getting toward the anniversary, there had been some changes in the management, and they asked me if I'd step in as assistant manager, production manager. I was like, wow, this can't be happening. I never, I never anticipated that I would have any kind of a management role. And uh, so, yeah, I took that, and in 2003, we moved into our current production facility where we're at and in 2005 i was asked to take over sales at that point we'd been a small enough company where the general manager was the sales manager the maintenance manager he was everything and the board of directors felt like we needed someone that would be in charge of sales so that i took over sales i was the first sales representative of superior designated that three years later there was an opening in general management they asked me if i'd fill that role how could i say no right at that point, you know, you've made it's become your career. That's right. That's really, and now it's more than a career for you. I mean, this is right. you're, this is you. Well, I, it's not just me. It's the good people that work there with yeah. me. It's our farmers, our farmer base, and I love it. I see these third generation farmers. These young boys are out there on the farm with their dads, feeding fish, learning how to do fish. It's just awesome. I have an idea. I want to run it by you. I don't know that Robbie's going to like. I may not like it though. What it's all done. You know, we do a, a contest every year where we pick football games, right? And it's always been the winner has to take – or the loser has to take the winner out to dinner. Okay. Right? How about this year the loser has to work a couple hours on the gut row? I don't like that idea. Unless, unless of course, unless you win. Exactly. In which case, you'd be in there well, with Well, you just got to make sure you win. You'd, you'd be in there with a camera just like, look at Haydad. Well, look here's at him. The, here's the thing about the ass fish. When we when we both go out to eat, we both we win. both win. That's how we look so at it. I, don't, oh, yeah. I think somebody's losing. No, somebody's losing for sure. Oh, you still get the dinner. Nah, yeah, that's true. But you also have to do the hour. We'll think about that. We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, that's, you, were, you were telling us you, that you, the biggest catfish you've ever 
I don't know if caught's the right word, but processed, I guess. 47 pound. Can you eat a 47 pound cat? Well, yeah, you can. Okay. You just got to strip it up into little one ounce strips. Well, yeah. That's what well, you get 47 of them if you do. I know it's not even right. It's 47 pounds times 16 ounces. I can't it? do that math. Yeah. That's way, way <laughs> beyond me. But, you know, when you when you think about how many catfish come in to Superior every year and then go out and then, you know, they come in as, as whole fish and they go out as, as the, the fillets that we all love at, at different restaurants, you know, nobody ever thinks about the process, right? They just go to the grocery store and buy the catfish. Process is what you're about, and, right. and, and the process at Superior is different than other places, and that's why it's Superior. Well, that's that's what I feel like puts us on the map, so to speak. You know, I think it's been reiterated. Brent has said it, but again, our people are committed to quality. I feel like every person, even if today someone that's on the gut row, quality starts right there. They know that if they don't do a good job, you can't end up with a good product. And, uh, you know, that's been kind of hard to get across. But once you get that in everybody's mind, that everybody is quality control and and that we work together as a team, uh, you just can't help but put out a good product doing it that way. Tell me about some of the – y'all talked about the new upgrades that y'all have had over there at the plant. Tell me about some of those upgrades and what's everything looking like right now at the, uh, the Superior plant. Well, uh, we started our new expansion in 2020. We started building. Actually, a lot of footwork, a lot of That's a work. heck of a time to expand. <laughs> you got that right. The board of directors looked at me one day and they said, with this pandemic, is this a wise idea? Mm-hmm. I said, well, you guys tell me. They looked at me and said, but the needs will still be the same after the pandemic as they are right now? I said, absolutely. Yeah. They said, why would we stop? Yeah. So I think it was a good thing. Uh, yes, it's been some dark days, but I, I see light. And... Uh, our scheduled moving is October 1st. I mean, August 1st, excuse me. Yeah. And uh, we hope to be processing the first processing in the new facility on August 7th. So coming up. It's coming right on up. Wow. So we've been making plans and get everybody's getting revved up. So we're excited about that. Yeah, some of the upgrades, you know, the plant that we built, we came from a, a processing facility that didn't have all the amenities we have today. And uh, this is even going to be another step above that. And uh, I feel like to meet USDA inspection demands, it's just exactly what we need. It's going to fit our needs perfectly. We all love fried catfish. That's 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 the crown jewel of catfish. It is. But other than fried catfish, what's your favorite way to eat catfish? Blackened. Blackened. And I do a lot of it at home. Really? That's something you got to, you know, you smoke up the house if you're not careful. You got to that good it outside on the flat. There you, uh, there you go. There he goes. There he goes. The wife won't let me do it in the house. No, that's a smart woman. Yeah. Smart woman. Mr. President, Fred Johnson, thank you so much for your time here today. We thank really you. enjoyed the catfish tour, and we enjoy coming to places like this here in Clarkson, Mississippi, and we enjoy talking to guys like you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. I appreciate everything you're doing and, and you promoting well, we, in general. We appreciate y'all for making this happen. Yeah. I mean, we we've we got we we just kind of talked about this, yeah. but it had to be put in motion and for y'all to trust. We just had us, a vision. And y'all put it in. And I like that. There you go. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, guys, before we get to the rest of the podcast, I want to let you know that this is brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. This place we're at, and we're, and we're fixing to talk to their owner, Chris Reed. Obviously, the catfish is top-notch. they got great seafood options. But they can put a 40-ounce porterhouse on your plate that'll, that'll make you happy. They got great steaks over there at Crawfish Chris's at Clarkson General Store. So check that out the next time. If you are in the Clarkson area, you need, if you're in the Matheson, if you're in the Starkville area on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, head over there for dinner. Of course, if you're firing up the grill this summer, it's time to put some steaks of your own out there. Doesn't have to be a 40-ounce porterhouse, man. Nothing wrong with a good old ribeye, a strip couple fillets, whatever you want to do, but nothing's going to beat the sizzle of beef on the grill. This summer when you're grilling, make sure it's with beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food, and this Sunday it's the place to find Sunday supper. I need to look at their Instagram page. You know, let's, Maybe we can just do a little live business right here and see, what's, see if we can find what is on the uh, Two Brothers uh, Sunday supper. I'm going to be disappointed if it's not there. I also just tweeted something from Stuart Mandel that nobody cares about. Let me undo that. All right. Uh, that is from six days ago. So we don't know yet. All that for nothing. Uh, 
But they have great stuff going on there for Sunday Supper, so check it out. Head to their Instagram page, Two Brothers underscore Smoked Meats, and you can find out a lot more information. Plus, you can also find out what live music events are going to be happening there and some other uh, stuff. they got a late-night menu, too. I didn't know this. Look at this. Wings, the Cowboy Quesadilla. Oh, the Blackout Burger, six ounces of beef, pork belly, bacon, smoked garlic, mayo, cheddar, and a sesame bun, and loaded tots with pulled pork and, and goodness. You need to go check out Two Brothers. I, I say it all the time. You're never going to miss out when you eat at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Every business promises it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They have for going on. 48 years. 48 years is a really, really long time. Can you imagine 48 years going by? Can you even can you even think for like one second of how long a time period that is? It's incredible that something could be, that anything could, could be around for that long. They are at Advantage Business Systems, and they have been this whole time. So when you need technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. If you need service, just call them back and talk to the people who made you the sale. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems help your business do business. The Rogue and their collegiate collection, if you're looking to get something great for dad, for mom, for Bob, for for, for, for whoever. I don't know who Bob is. I do know who Bob is. Bob is one of my best friends. You all, you all know Bob. A polo from the Rogue's Collegiate Collection is the way to go. Great styles, great name brands, comfortable fits, and most importantly, the logos that you want. Tired of walking around looking like a walking billboard for Adidas? Got you covered at the Rogue. The M over S and the state script, they rule the day over at the Rogue. So head over to the Rogue and Jackson or shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. It's getting hot. It's hot outside. Treat yourself with a little cool down from Dolce over at 509 University Drive. The best gelato in town. Great milkshakes. If it's the late afternoon and you want a little treat, you want to treat yourself, you want to get a little pick-me-up, the place to do it is at Dolce. And, of course, open 7.30 a.m. Tuesday through Saturday for breakfast with bagels, breakfast sandwiches, and some of the best coffee in town. It's a great place to go check out if you haven't been there already. Head over to 509 University Drive and enjoy yourself at Dolce. Who we have here is the owner, the proprietor of this fine establishment. This is Crawfish. Oh, he's getting a round of applause. Yeah. It deserves it. Let me tell you something. Woo! Chris Reed, Crawfish Chris. Today is Catfish Chris. Catfish today. What, what's funny is they gave Jonathan Banks and Tobias Smith a st- uh, ovation after. You got one before. That's the kind of legend you want. <laughs> I lead to their stomach, so they, I mean, that's... <laughs> That's when they had some of that barbecued fried okra, that's it. That's some good, that's some good eating. We haven't had lunch just yet, so I'm waiting on that. But I got I'm a taste. Water. I went over there. I got a piece of uh, a catfish off a of Big Daddy's plate, and that's some that's some good catfish. I'm but I would surprised expect, he let you have any. Well, he he gave me a look. He's he's like, I don't know about this. There's there's two <laughs> preachers. Just a little bit. <laughs> there's two preachers side by side. That is a so that dangerous area. That means, but means that the one can't do anything because the other one's watching. <laughs> so. So, and yeah, I said the catfish is good. We expect that because it's Superior catfish. Yes, sir. How, how long have you been uh, having a relationship with Superior? When I started the restaurant, which was four years ago, I've always done Superior catfish. I've always felt the need to stay as local as I could mm-hmm. with all my products. Mm-hmm. And if it's not local as far as Golden Triangle, it's local as far as Mississippi. Mm-hmm. What's your What's been your experience with it? I mean, and what What are your thoughts on not just the quality of fish, but the the service that you've gotten from them. Well, I've always had good service, and Superior is always a great product. And what I always tell my customers is, you know, Superior's A to Z. They grow their crops to make their fish food. They process their fish. They box it. They ship it. They even have trucks that'll bring it to you if you're short-handed wow. on hand. So it's all A to Z, where... If you get a Delta catfish, you know, the rise and fall of the Mississippi River mm-hmm. changes flavor. Uh, we have lime bed catfish ponds here. They're out of making, so the lime don't transfer that muddy water. They're not as dirty a fish yeah. in the lime bed ponds. So how did you get into the restaurant business? Because it wasn't just a, a straight shot for you. Well, I actually 
started several years ago with Sonic. I managed a few Sonics. Uh, after that, I went offshore for a while, mm-hmm. and I picked up a bunch of Cajun Kunas recipes, you know, back and forth. I was going to ask you. And everything. I, I saw Gigi, Gigi, I got, I, got a, I got a curse. I'm very sorry. I got to do it, though. But I want you to tell me what's on the Kunas sandwich. All right, the Kunas sandwich. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Sorry, Mom. Of course, it has two fillets of superior catfish. Yeah. We have six fillets of alligator bites, what we call them. Okay. So fried alligator. We have six butterfly shrimp. Yeah. And on the sandwich? On the sandwich, we have a handful of crawfish tails, lettuce, tomato, red onion. Lots of salmon at that point. It's healthy. And we have azotico sauce that I make up. So we you have got your own sauce on there. That's right. Robbie wants one of those sandwiches. And tell you. to describe so it, it's, it's about the size of a, a newborn baby. So, I mean, it's, it's big. Speaking of big, now, this is we were here on the Superior Catfish Tour, and we're talking about catfish, but I heard this is a good place to get a steak. You can get a tomahawk ribeye we here have, at Crawfish Chris's. We have 40-ounce plus tomahawk steaks. and Really? 40 ounce? Do you happen to have one nearby? Oh, there's me right there. Look I at that. I happen to have one that I freshly cut yeah, yesterday. Don't let, don't let Fred and Brent say that we're talking about red meat here. On this, but look at this beautiful thing. Let me tell you right, right now, all you need to do is cook that on this 10 seconds, 10 seconds, bring it out here. I'll be willing to eat it. This is Braveheart Black Angus. Goodness gracious. Mm, the best of the best. So, so you can get- Superior Braveheart. Then we did everything. This is, again, we talked about it last week. We were at Long's Fish Camp last week down in Enterprise. When we talked about this tour, and when we talked about going in places in Mississippi, this is the places we, we were envisioning. These little hole-in-the-wall places. If you brought somebody here from New York City and pulled in the parking lot, they'd be like, no way. No way the food in there is any good. We'd have people that pull in, and they'll go straight to the Coke machine yeah. like they're getting the Coke, and yeah. they'll be looking around. You're in the right place. You're good. You're Come good. on down here. But this but is this is this all this. This is Crawfish Chris's highfalutin hole in the wall. There we go. So we've got the best food you can get. Man. And we got the best service you can have. We have well, we are, really good plans. We are ready to eat some of that food. So let's get some catfish going. I mean, I'm not going to say anything if one of these shows up. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Make it happen. We're, I'm not going to say anything. Chris Reed, Crawfish Chris, Clarkson General Store. If you are within 50 miles of this place at dinner time, you need to get here, come here and get you something to eat. Thursday, yep. Friday, Saturday nights. Come to Clarkson's General Store and get you some superior catfish, some Braveheart beef, and whatever else the man, whatever the man says he wants to cook for you, eat it. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Yes, appreciate sir. you, Chris. Thank y'all. From one Bulldog legend to another one, Tobias Smith, now the head coach at Heritage Academy, former Mississippi State offensive lineman, played for Coach Croom, played for Coach Mullen. I always ask this question when I talk to former Bulldogs who are coaches now. Tell me something that you take from Coach Croom, something you take from Coach Mullen and bring it to your coaching philosophy now? Uh, Both of them are really good guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were different in the aspect of how they approach uh, the guys and how they approach coaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coach Muller, he was more tough, physical. um, You can, like, I don't know how you can be a physical in conversation, but he was physical. Yeah, Uh, he was. He was more laid back, and and you could tell that he really cared about the guys. I mean, both of them, you could tell Muller could too, but Currently, it was just some extra there, about, you know, that when he walked in the room, he demanded, you know, the respect, and he demanded that, you know, everyone cared about it, and you saw that from him. For years, I had a Coach Hevesy impression, and I made, I made, I made a lot of people laugh. And, Tobias, we're gonna get out there. <laughs> uh, Tobias, you just keep yourself low, pump your hips, we're gonna be all right. Pump your hips. That was, that was our thing, and and it, we would always get it with, get out of here, let's get out of here. <laughs> so give me a Coach Hevesy story. Uh, that you can tell on the air. <laughs> it ain't meaning that. <laughs> but um, Coach Hevesy actually told us a long time ago what college football was going to look like today. So I don't know how he knew it, but he said that it'll be a huge money. Deal. And it's always been about money, but he told us that, you know, NIL would be a factor. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't see it at the time, but like 12 years later, I'm seeing it all. I'm like, dang, how did he know that that far? But, I mean, I guess in the job and profession that he was in, he, he saw it. So for you, when you got to Mississippi State, I mean, a lot of people were excited about what you're going to bring to the table, and just, I mean, so many injuries just kind of took hold. I mean, when you were healthy, it was obvious what your talent was and what your impact was. 
Take me through all your injuries that you went through and how tough that was. Man, it was so crazy. Um, but some of my injuries were a blessing in disguise. I was going, I was actually getting ready to play um, as a true freshman. You know, I wasn't ready to, but I mean, I was one of the strongest guys on the team when I walked in the door. I was athletic and I was, you know, picking up the playbook good enough. So um, my freshman year we were in the team meeting, Coach Kroon was just going through and he named five guys me, Charles Mitchell, Delmonte Robinson. Um, one other guy, and and he told us, you guys don't even think about Richard. Y'all gonna be on the bus. Um, two weeks after that, I had a season in the ankle injury. So, mm. um, and that happened again the next year, and then the following year, I think I tore my rotator cuff. So, and all I had five surgeries. So, I mean, um, I, I thought one thing that helped me get through that was Coach Bayless, man. He he a, a rock, man. He, and I talked to him like every holiday. I wish him, you know, happy holiday. I just told him happy Father's Day on Father's Day last week. Oh, man, dude means so much to me. How did you transition out of football, knowing you're not gonna you're not gonna play for a long time, and you're you're trying to find the next step? What was that transition like for you? Man, it was so hard, man. Um, because when I started playing football, I, I wanted to go to the NFL, um, and my injuries just wouldn't let that ha- wouldn't let that happen for me. So in transitioning into my 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 second part of my life, you know, after uh, football, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I actually used one year as a graduate assistant. My last year, I used it as a graduate assistant. And I loved it. And so, you know, I don't think I could do anything else besides football. So, One thing that you notice, if you look around this state, there's a lot of Bulldogs in, in high school coaching. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's obviously that's a plus in recruiting, right? Because you can go in there and be like, hey, Coach Smith, you know. Yeah. Whereas if Lane Kiffin shows up, you're like, hey, hey the, the, the lounge is over there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no doubt. Ain't going to worry about that. <laughs> what is it about Mississippi State, Dan Mullen, whatever it is, that has attract, that's, that led itself to so many former Bulldogs getting into high school coaching? Well, when you got a good coach like Coach Mullen was, he showed us the way not only as players, but if you watched them close enough, you can see, you know, what he did and what what I do at Heritage and everywhere I've gone, you know, I've taken when I was a position coach, I modeled myself after Coach Hevesy to an extent. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and now as a head coach, <laughs> <laughs> as a head coach now, I try to model myself as a Coach Mullen to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the proof was in the pudding. He's a really good head coach. And um, what he did worked. So, I mean, why change it? So I try to model what we do, plan to win everything at what Coach Mullen does. You kind of paid your dues now. You've been coaching for several years. You've been at West Lounge. You've been at Heritage before and some other spots as well. Um, it, how did this all come about with you becoming the new head coach at Heritage? Well, I was at Heritage as an assistant, I think, 18, 19, or 19, 20. Um, during that time, we were really good. Man, we had, I think we still got like eight guys from oh, yeah. the area playing, still kept playing college football. Yeah. Uh, so from that time um, – I stayed in contact with the people. I mean, the people in the community, the people in the school, they still take care of me when they see me out. The kids that I taught there, you know, they still come in to talk to me. So I was actually thinking about going back as an assistant to work for Coach Pohl. Um, For whatever reason, man, my wife was at Orange Beach. And no, no, we were in Destin. And, and Coach Harrison texted me. He was like, you ready to be a head coach? And I was like, dang, we hadn't talked about that before, but yeah. sure. <laughs> so, uh uh, this is how it came about, and, man, I'm, it's a blessing, man. The kids that come in and work hard every day, uh, I can't ask more of them. Um, so it's it's been great so far. Former lineman, I assume we're going to run the football at Heritage this year. Well, uh, we're going to have to be a little balanced. I, okay. I, we got to pick up some linemen first. Okay. Uh, but what we got, man, we got great athletes. The, the kids just come, they come every day. They work their tail off. When you look at Mississippi State the past couple of years under Mike Leach and that air raid, how, how would you have done in that? Having to pass block 50 times again. I wouldn't want to do that because if you think about it now. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I, I, I use this analogy when people ask me about it. It don't matter how good of a pitcher you are in baseball. If mm-hmm. you throw a fastball every play, yeah, every pitch, what's going to happen? They're going to figure it out eventually. They're going to figure it out eventually. So yeah. guess what happened if you're going to throw the ball every play? They're coming. They're going to come every play. And, and, and you don't know where they're coming from. And it's so tough as an offensive lineman pass blocking every play. So I don't think I would have liked it. So then when you see somebody like Charles Cross who makes it look easy, you just got to be like, I mean, the, the natural talent yeah. is just so obvious. I mean, some guys are one of one. He's one of those guys yeah. that shoot, man. It don't matter what scheme he played in. He would have yeah. been, you know, his first round draft pick. Yeah. We talked to, to Banks while ago about this, but 
seeing so many of your former teammates coaching now. I mean, Chad Bumpus is at Mississippi State, and Talk you know we're, all the time. I mean, you see all these guys in, in in high school coaching that are you know making a difference. Matt Wells was at camp the other day. I think he's down um, in South Mississippi back at his old high school. Mm-hmm. You know, Martinez Rankins coaching. Yep. All these guys in, are in the state of Mississippi in this business. I mean, how cool is that for you to kind of see that from from all your former teammates and guys that came behind you too? Man, it's really good. I reach out to those guys and we talk. Um, and not just all football, you know, just to you know, check on the guys and make sure they're families because, man, we're really a family. So uh, me and Banks, we talk, we got a big group message with like 14, 15 guys in it that all play from my area. And we also got uh, John Abrams. I know he didn't play with us, but he's in the group message. Um, just guys that, you know, care about one another and, and want to see each other excel, you know, at what they're doing, and you care about one another's family. So yeah. it's really good to see the guys that coach, and, um, and and it's good keeping up with them. ton of big wins while you were at Mississippi State. Is one, does one stand out for you? Um, Tennessee, 2012, and it was because I got SEC lineman of the week, man. Yeah. That was a that was a tough game, man. Yeah. It was really good. It was back and forth, but it was a really good game, and, and that was one of the better games that I played, Um, and and the crowd was re- was really good. I mean, all, it was always good, but. There's a game in your in your tenure, and I, I, if you were injured, I don't remember, but the, the Florida game in 2010. Away? Away. Yeah. Because of the way that game went. I mean, they threw the ball, I think, five times total in the game Mississippi State. They just ran the ball and played deep. I mean, that is as old school a football game as you're ever going to see. And, and to do it on the road like that, what was that feeling like, to, to walk out of there a winner? Man, it was amazing because um, we ran counter the yeah. whole second half. It was just different formations. Uh, gas, 36 gas, 37 gas, 26 gas, 27. And, and to do that to someone and just – they can't stop. Yeah. It's kind of got to be demoralizing to them, man. And it was really good to walk in the stadium and, you know, everyone's against you and, and, and go in and get a win. It was huge for the program. That was one of those games where Urban Meyer was his, – his health was hurting him a little bit. <laughs> one of my favorite – I don't know. It happened a few times. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a video of him in his post-game press conference, right? And he's talking, and you can hear, like, uh, the, the MSU crowd is still in the stadium. So they start cheering, and he just – he's like, so what happened – <laughs> he is so mad. But the year before that, we know we played Florida yeah. at home, and Kyle Love was out the pregame, and he they got the jaw with the pouncy toe. Oh, I never forget that. Everybody came in the middle of the field. Yeah, but what happened was pouncy toe. One of the one of the boys told uh, Kyle Love that y'all played for Mississippi State and we played for Florida, so y'all know how the game is going to go. It turned out being a really good game. Yeah, but yeah. Well, never, they, they never left me. So so. And that was a great – I always remember it was. The, the pregame where everybody came in the middle and uh, it's uh, Young Jeezy's playing, uh, put on for my city. I was like, this is one of the <laughs> best moments ever. But – and I, I didn't tell him this, but I had my seat to that game. I was under the west side upper deck. Mm-hmm. And when he picks off the pass and goes 100 yards, that's the loudest I've ever heard Davis Wade say. Really? Like, because being under that deck, okay. trapped all that noise, I couldn't hear anything. Thank the two you. loudest moments, Anthony Johnson and Pick Johnson is the other one. In 07 – and then Banks, my yeah. right before halftime. You being a lineman, you're like, I always remember the Anthony Johnson pick. He starts running, and I'm like, oh, that guy has a has a bead on him. And then I realized that guy's number was like 71. It's, it, it, <laughs> no chance. And then you're just like watching somebody pull away on the interstate. Just like, no yeah. chance. No, that, those are my top That two. was the loudest I've ever heard. But those, those are the but top the banks one, the Banks one was right there with it, and that moment was just, I mean, a true freshman picking off a Heisman winner. It was crazy. It was nuts. Is that and 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 you felt like when that when that happened, you felt like okay, this is this team, this program is going to be really good. Yep. Yeah, you you can go. I always to always go back. Like, I hate to bring up a bad. I always go back to that Christian Ducree in the second half. They they threw a, a long pass to him. And he dropped it up the down the middle. Of the yeah, and, and, and if I was always like if he caught that, that might have been a little different. Never know what I would have played. One of those those great moments though. Now you're a high school coach. Your season. I mean, we're only you know. Couple, you know, when, when, is, when does fall camp start for you? When, when do you start doing it? July the 24th. Our first game will be before school starts. That's crazy. That's so crazy, crazy. to think. Everything's about. moving up. It is. It's, it's going to be hot. It's that's going, that's uh, way. I know it's going to be hot. I'll just tell you that. Hot. But the thing about it is we'll be done playing before Thanksgiving. That's yeah. That's, that's still, that's just, well, you, you hope you're done. Well, the season. You hope you're not done. When's the championship? championship? We'll be done before Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. Gosh, that's really? Wild. Yeah. 
And that's uh, that's, that's MAIS. MIS, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm still getting used to MAIS. My school was uh well, Saint, Saint L, right? Look at my man here. Hey, man, I, listen, I listen to the show. I appreciate man. that. He's yeah, a, I'm a I'm an avid listener. They 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 they've just moved M I M A I S I think like two years ago. So I'm still starting to get, trying to get used to everything. Right. If if they play, I don't know if they play all this year. If they do, no, we don't. Please be gentle because that team is. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm gonna get you down there. Hey, I'm pretty sure you had that coach on on the show. Uh huh. Everybody likes the team in June, so you must be wood tech here to do. I tell <laughs> I would tell Coach Nettle to his face, but like I don't like your team at all. To be honest with you. So but everybody likes. I'm the just team saying. In June. You need to start looking at some houses in Vicksburg. We're going to get you down there. You're going to take over that program. <laughs> Vicksburg is a long way from Columbus. It is a long way, but I promise. We got we got good restaurants down there. We, we take care of you. I promise. So, <laughs> Sean Harrison, somebody come down here and get Brian Haydad right I, now. I'm, I'm trying, trying to recruit. Right, right. I, I'm recruiting. This ain't even close to my first game yet. <laughs> you can't be any worse than that guy. From well, well, I ain't, hey, listen. Coach is a fraternity, so I ain't going to do I'm going to say nothing. All right. Anything else before we go? I'm ready for some tap. I'm ready to eat. I think we're going to get too. to buy I can eat tap every day. I promise you. Let's do that then. All right. You're in the right place, my friend. We appreciate this. We are we're on the stop number three here at Clarkson's General Store. Stop number four is going to be in Robbie's hometown. Yes, sir. Louisville, Mississippi. Where's Big Daddy? Big Daddy. He's got a mouth. He's we're, got a mouthful. We're going to be in Louisville next week. You coming? Big Daddy's gonna be there. We have my mother is in the house. We have not said anything. I haven't said it. I haven't said anything vulgar. I've been very good. I'm trying. Him. All I had to drink today is a Coke Zero. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm trying. <laughs> to My mom's good. in the house. Everything's good. <laughs> Want to thank you guys for coming out. Jonathan Banks, Tobias Smith, Fred Johnson from Spirit Catfish, uh, Chris. This is his restaurant. We're gonna have him. We have him on. Really appreciate it. We'll be in Louisville next week at Lake Tiacata. Can't mm. wait. Did I say it wrong? No, you did. I, I was just, I was just excited. Oh, you just give me. He's excited to go back. Winston <laughs> County stand up. We'll be there. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.